the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Messy Walk podcast. I am here with Pastor Adam. My name is Chloe. Um, and we are going to be continuing our conversation on spiritual warfare yes, this Yes, thank you for joining yeah. us again. We're glad you're back. Talk to some people this week who are newer listeners, and uh, that's awesome. So yeah. very thankful for that. Yeah. Um, one of our, um, or the um, leader of our online small group at the church, um, who is an awesome young lady. I'm going to give her a shout out. Her name is Bay. Um, Bay <laughs> is an awesome uh, person and Christian and just just real authentic in her walk. She just started listening uh, just last night. So, welcome, Bay. Yeah, welcome, Bay. We're glad that you're listening. So yeah. thank you, everybody. And I'm glad to be here. Glad I got Chloe with me today. Yeah. And uh, she's doing a great job on the podcast. So she hears. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hoping. I'm really hoping. Doing a great job. Yeah. Thank you. Um, before we get into it, um, I just want to remind everybody that's listening to go check out our Facebook and Instagram pages because we are having a giveaway um, for two six-month subscriptions to Spotify Premium, um, and that giveaway ends on August 23rd. So go check that out. This will be the last chance we get to announce it here on the yeah. podcast. So please go check that out um, and, and enter. Share it and do all that yeah, stuff. It's yeah. going to tell you. It's going to tell you what to do. So yeah, you the like and Share and yeah. tag and all those random Comment. words. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all yeah. those social media words. Yes, you got to do those. All the terminology. But please do. We're going to. We're, we're excited to be able to give this away. So. Yes. Um, and then that means you can listen to us or whatever you want to without ads. Yes. Which is awesome. I know. I, ads are horrible. I have Spotify Premium, and I just want everybody else to get to have it, too, because it changes the game. Like, not having ads, it's very it's a big deal. We like, use Spotify for church a whole lot, but I do not have Spotify Premium. I still have the cheap version, and so I can tell you right now that <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it's pretty awful. So, yeah. Because <laughs> the ads pop up all the time. Click here for the next 30 minutes of ad-free listening. Right. Or listen to this <laughs> ad before you can skip this horrible song you don't want to listen <laughs> yes, to. Yes, so, exactly. You only yeah. get a limited number of skips and yeah that's not so we're giving away two subscriptions yes so just go get them six months free yes um, we're Check excited it out. to be able to do that make sure to enter again by august 23rd um so anyway we are continuing our conversation on spiritual warfare like i was saying adam do you kind of want to yeah i'll recap a little bit that. so um i've heard a lot of people um so far in the few episodes i don't know how many episodes prior to this but i know we've got several after this one up probably being the longest series that we've really done um, on the podcast so far, um, because talking through um, this armor of God and spiritual warfare idea, um, it's it's quite involved. And so where we the way we are tackling the way we're talking through spiritual warfare is by looking at the armor of God scripture that's found in Ephesians 6, starting in about verse 12 or so. And so mm-hmm. you, can, um, you can join in, you can read along, you can study. Um, I just want to stop and say that Every time I teach the Word in any setting that we are, we talk through it, I want to push people back to reading their Word themselves. Mm -hmm. And So don't just trust me and Chloe, although we're on the podcast. All that means (laughs) is that we've got some microphones and a computer. That's all that means. There's no, like, you don't have to pass any authority test to be able to do a podcast. Right. (laughs) So make sure you're reading the Word on your own. Um, So that's why we tell you where we're at. But Ephesians 6, 12 um, is where it kind of starts off. And we've been talking about this idea of spiritual warfare because that Scripture begins with, for the struggle is not against flesh and blood, meaning the struggle is not against other people. It's mm-hmm. not against humans. It's not against neighbors or brother or sister or 
the other political party, right? Mm-hmm. It's not against them or those people that do those things or vote for those things or whatever that you don't agree with. Yep. The battle is not with them. Um, I know that there's there's um, arguments and fights and stuff in marriage, but the battle is not with your husband and the battle is not with your wife and the battle is not with the opposite sex and all those kind of things. Um, and, and it says that it is against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of the dark in this world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So what we get is a picture of this spiritual warfare, this battle that's going on, and it's telling us it's not between us, that there is indeed an enemy, mm-hmm. and that there is this spiritual battle happening on um, levels that we don't completely understand. That's why it's referring to the world that we might get a little bit, but then in the heavenly realm too. So there's this, this picture of a spiritual battle happening all the time. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into, because there is this battle, it starts to tell you about the armor armor of God. Paul mm-hmm. starts to talk about putting on this armor of God piece by piece by piece. And so what we're doing is we're talking through those pieces. And so we've done that with several so far. And this week we jump ahead to the end of verse 14, right? Um, which I will read to you the whole verse of 14. Um, and we talked about the beginning part of it last week. So it says, stand firm then with the belt of truth tucked or buckled around your waist. So we hit that last week on the last episode. You can go back and listen if you want to. And then the ending part of verse 14 says, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, mm-hmm. the breastplate of righteousness. That's what we're going to talk through today. And so um, this one particular piece of armor that's called the breastplate of righteousness. So we got a couple parts there we need to talk through to understand this imagery. So you should start getting a mental picture in your head. And some of us, I think most of us are quite, you know, visual like that, but some of us are more so. Mm-hmm. And I am quite visual. So if I read anything like that, I'm going to get a picture of it in my brain. Um, and that's just kind of how it is. And so you should be kind of getting a picture of this breastplate part first. And then we've got to talk about this righteousness idea because it's the breastplate of righteousness that we are putting on to ourselves, putting on to our mind, our heart, our soul, not just our body, right. um, so that we can fight this spiritual battle. And so it's talking about this breastplate of righteousness. So here's how you get this visually. Have you ever seen a Roman soldier breastplate? Like, think the movie 300. I know I wasn't supposed to say that because I'm a Christian and we're not supposed to watch that thing. But I've never seen that movie. Of course you have. <laughs> By the way, those of you on the podcast, just so you know this, if you say any movie to Chloe, she's going to say, I've never seen that. Right? So if you, if you say The Sandlot, she Disney says, movie. I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've never you, seen The Sandlot. See, see what I mean? <laughs> but if, if you say The Silence movie. of the Lambs, she's oh, going to no. say, I've never seen that. I've you never see what seen me? that. If you say Rocky. She's going to say, I've never seen See? that. <laughs> what I mean is ridiculous. So um, any old school movie, 300 is one that I think of because they focused in on this. And any movie that, that you start to see Roman soldiers, even like going old school Charlton Heston as Jesus or whatever he was in mm-hmm. old school Bible movies. When you see these actors playing or portraying Roman soldiers, you're going to see them with this all the time with this Roman breast breastplate on. And, um, in that picture of that thing, what you see is these like picture perfect abs, mm. like six pack all the way, perfection, right? I've never had that in my life personally. Um, Me <laughs> and there are some people that are listening that you do, and we hate you, just so you know, but keep listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's not just picture perfect abs, but these it's these picture perfect pecs too. So this is like perfect man boob pecs and. <laughs> And perfect abs. And that's kind of the picture you get. So everybody should get that in your brain right now when you're thinking about the breastplate of righteousness. You just see this like perfection going on. Mm -hmm. And so this idea, this concept is 
if I put on the breastplate of righteousness, and this righteousness is going back to Jesus. Let me just pause before I go any further and remind you that all that Paul is doing in the end of Ephesians here with 6 talking about spiritual warfare is he spent the first five chapters and even the beginning of 6 talking through the gospel, like talking through the birth, the death, the resurrection of Jesus as it applies to us personally. This gospel, this fact that we can become children of God through the righteousness of Jesus mm-hmm. and that his righteousness is our righteousness. And so it is imputed. The, the, the biblical word is it, or the theological word, is mm-hmm. that it's imputed upon us. So even though we don't deserve it, we receive it. And yeah. then, of course, he then received our sin so that we could receive his righteousness. And so uh, I just want to make sure that we all know that when we're talking about this armor of God, all this is is how we apply the gospel in mm-hmm. our lives. And so when we're talking about this spiritual battle, this big thing, the armor of God is how we apply the gospel. And so the, the thought is, if you got that picture in your in your head about the, the perfect abs, which we'll never have, sad, sad, mm-hmm. perfect man boob pecs. And, you know, I got man boobs. They're just not <laughs> perfect. And so um, if I put on the breastplate of righteousness, what you are going to see is you're going to see those picture-perfect abs and pecs regardless of the jiggle that's going on behind the breastplate. That's coming from me, right? That's the whole idea here. Regardless of the real jiggle that's happening, and I got a lot of jiggle. I said last (laughs) week, um, preaching and teaching, that um, uh, going to church doesn't make you a Christian, just like going to McDonald's doesn't make you a Big Mac. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I'm definitely bigger (laughs) than I was when I first went there. So there's some jiggle there. Um, There's definitely some of that going on. But we get to put on the breastplate of righteousness of Jesus. That's the gospel, right, is that we take on his righteousness. And so... What is pushed out there to the world, what is, what, is, what is then in that war that we're talking about, is not my jiggle. It's not my fatness. It's not my bad man boobs. It's perfect pecs and perfect abs and those kind of things. And so the idea here is that you've got to understand that fighting this battle, and such an important piece, the breastplate piece, the piece that covers the core. Right? That's mm-hmm. what's cool about the breastplate, too, is, is that this is a very significant piece of armor. Because it covers the core. It covers this main area that all of your vitals are in except for your brain. Everything is there. And so we're putting that on on our core, and that's how we're fighting this battle. And so what we've got to make sure that we understand and what Paul's pointing out is that God made Jesus to be our sin so he could give us his righteousness. Hmm. So that's the picture that's happening here is we are – in the battle, standing firm, going, no, I have the righteousness of God, and I'm putting that on. Right. I'm wearing that breastplate. Regardless of the sin that I have and behind the scenes, that does not matter because Jesus has taken those. He's taken my jiggle, and he has in turn imputed his perfect abs and pecs of righteousness on me. And so it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture of, once again, what the gospel is. It's so important um, to know that that's the case, that he takes our love handles of sin and gives us his perfect abs of righteousness instead. That's a tweetable comment, by <laughs> yes. the way. If you're if listening you're right now, you tweet, tweet this. I say tweet even if I mean post or post gram or whatever the word <laughs> Insta is. I don't know. No, what. no, 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 no. I just see. That's why we got the <laughs> young person on the podcast. She may not have seen any movies, but she knows that lingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For sure. <laughs> I say tweet because it sounds cooler. But, yeah, that's something you throw out there. You listen to the Messy Walk podcast today, and what you heard is, is Jesus takes our – uh, love handles of sin and gives us his 
perfect abs of righteousness. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a pretty funny I line. think, yes. Tweet that. Tweet post that on that. Facebook. Put that's that like on your one, Instagram story. That's like the one from last week or week before where it was um, um, talking about what you can run away from and sin. So if it's a, if it's about the money or the honeys, you get out of town. Right, right. You run. You run. So, <laughs> anyway, that's the picture that we've got here um, of what we're talking about putting on this breastplate of righteousness. So in other words, protect your core and the core of who you are in this battle that is around us in the world with the righteousness of Jesus because he gives it to you. you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 when you place your faith and trust in him, then he has taken your sin and he is giving you back his righteousness. And so, it, I mean, how awesome is that, right? Yeah. I mean, if you ever want to picture perfect abs, you don't have to go to the gym. You can just step into Jesus, right? Yes. I mean, you maybe you should do both. I yeah, don't know, maybe right? a little bit of both. It's um, all about balance. But here's this big thought about this. If that's the case, then not only are we covered in Christ's righteousness, but that means that we bring into conformity everything in our lives with that righteousness. And Mm -hmm. so we're basically bringing everything that we have underneath that breastplate. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, you were shoving those love handles of sin. They're they're coming into obedience to Christ's righteousness. Mm -hmm. That's the big picture. Like if, if God loves you enough, to impute his righteousness on you, then our response, our only legitimate response back to him is to then bring everything that we have in conformity to Jesus. Yeah. You hear you hear people say this, this phrase a lot, that if we believe that God loves us and is God and has saved us, then the only legitimate response we could have back is to worship him. And you hear people say that a lot. But then when we say worship, we get caught up in singing songs and raising hands yep. and doing dances. Really what we're talking about with that is is if if Christ has given us his righteousness, then the only legitimate possible response we could ever have to that kind of grace is to bring everything in our lives underneath mm-hmm. and in conformity, in obedience to that righteousness that mm-hmm. he gives us. And so that's the idea of us taking all that stuff in our life and making sure that it's behind the breastplate, mm-hmm. that it is in conformity to that, that it is in obedience to that. And so I thought of this big thought that I think we need to talk through a little bit deeper, and we're going to get a little personal in a minute, is whatever part of your life is not brought into the obedience of God's word will be Satan's focal point of attack in your life. And it makes sense. If you're picturing this warfare picture Mm -hmm. and that your core is covered by this breastplate, anything that's not behind that breastplate, why wouldn't that be the point of attack? Because the the breastplate is covering it so you can't attack that spot, Mm -hmm. right? So you can't shoot there. But anything that we're not bringing underneath it is fair game for attack. And so yeah. I think the way we should picture this battle is, is and think about this in your life right now as you're listening. This is going to be hard to hear. I hope that you're listening to the podcast by yourself because you're going to be embarrassed if you're not because you're going to think to yourself, man, I got some stuff in my life that's not in conformity to the righteousness of Jesus, and that's where I'm being attacked at. And yep. I think that's the case. I think that's what we see. Whatever part of your life that you don't bring into obedience to God's word um, will be Satan's focal point of attack in your life. Um, he's going to focus in there. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't he? That part's open. It's available. It's not there. And so this plays out in all kinds of ways. And so when we start to think about what are these things that we're not bringing into conformity to the gospel. We're not bringing in conformity to God's word. In other words, where we're taking the righteousness of Jesus, but then there's some other areas where we go, well, I'm just going to do my own thing, yep. right? I'm not, I'm not going to do what he says here, right? I'm just, I'm not going to do it. 
of course Satan's going to attack there because right. it's not protected by that breastplate of righteousness. And so some of those things are areas where, you know, I would call them areas where we don't apply the Scripture. And when I say Scripture, we can get a little off track, where we don't apply the command of God on our life, right? Because Scripture is telling you lots of things, but what it's, what it's really instructing you on is this is who God is. And so Scripture's a story about Him, not about us, right? right. And it's not His full story, by the way. It's, it's just what we need to know. Right. Um, and, and it's about Him, not about us. And so if that's His story and it's telling us who He is, within that you see these commands that He places on us so that we are in conformity to who He is, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them are some of them are ways that which we need to worship. Some of them are things that we don't need to do. That we should do. Some of them are very clear. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Very clear guardrails in the human life that God says these are for your freedom. They're for your protection. Don't get outside of these. And so, right. what are those areas that we don't apply Scripture to? Is the thought. Um, what are those areas that we're not bringing into? This has all got to be personal. Like we could talk groups of people and people right. in general, but I have found that every time we decide to talk about groups of people or people in general. All we're doing is just passing the buck of personal responsibility so we can talk about groups of people instead of talking about us individually. It's right? kind of like having the log in your eye and being like, but they do that. Yeah, but they yeah. do that. Let's talk about them. Or let's yeah. pick this group of people to talk about. I don't think so. This scripture here is quite personal. I mean, I'm absolutely you can apply the armor of God scripture and the spiritual warfare scripture to the body of Christ in total. Um, because it's talking about these pieces of armor, so you could say onto the body. But the way this is written, of course you can apply it that way, but the way this is written mm-hmm. is it's intensely personal. And this is talking about you individually as yeah. a saved, redeemed believer in Jesus, understanding that there is a battle and then being prepared for it, which is all about the gospel. And so think about this on a personal level, not some group of people. Areas that we don't apply the Scripture, that then therefore they are weak and exposed to the enemy's attacks. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. Right. So when I start, I'm going to give you some examples. When I start saying those mm-hmm. examples, think through when you when you hear that example, picture it being outside of the breastplate, and so it's real easy for an arrow to shoot into it. It's real easy for a bullet to hit it. Right. It's real easy for a club to whack on it. Whatever right. it is, and so um, one of those is sexuality. You know where we. Don't bring that piece into conformity to the gospel. We don't mm-hmm. look at what the word says about it mm-hmm. and then adhere to it. And the word is quite specific when it comes to this. And mm-hmm. so when we don't bring that in conformity, then we are ignoring what the word says. And why wouldn't the enemy attack you, attack you there if you're ignoring what the word says? You're not bringing right. it in conformity. So that's one that you see a lot. And I don't mean some outside group or some particular group of people. I mean all of us individually have this come out with sexual sexuality and sexual-related things that we refuse to bring in obedience. I have lived yeah. this before. I mean, I think every human being has, but yeah. nobody likes to admit it. <laughs> um, you know, I have had situations and seasons in my life where – there was sexual sin that I didn't want to bring under the conformity of what God said right. you know, and who God is. And the fact that if Jesus has died for me, then I'm going to do whatever the heck he says. Right. And so I've said, I'm going to leave that one out. And I think everybody has had, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, way I like to, the way I like to talk about this is to say, you know, think about the godliest person, you know, which is usually a grandma. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's usually, it's usually some <laughs> matriarch, some, some yeah. Holy Spirit filled praying grandma. She went through puberty too, by the way. And so, I don't know if you know anything about puberty, but 
pretty simple time typically. Right. <laughs> and uh, you know, grandma went through it too. So she's had that as well. So the greatest person that you can think of on this earth that was a Christ follower, there's always this temptation to have our sexuality or our sexual sin outside of obedience to the Word of God. Yeah. And so that's a key one. Um, that's why I bring it up first. Right. Um, and then like, you know, our identity, who, who we find ourselves in, you know, mm-hmm. who we are in this world. That's one that's very easily to kind of not be underneath what God's Word says that we are, because we sometimes we like to listen to what other people say about us, and that's that's our identity. Or sometimes we find our identity in stupid things that are very temporal, and that's not what God's Word says your identity in. So, mm-hmm. so like you know, my identity is not that I am a white male American. And lots of times we end up saying that's our identity. Yeah, we do. Right. I mean, that's that's, that's a that's a big way where we don't adhere to the word and bring it in. And so no wonder the enemy then attacks us mm-hmm. in those ways. And so we all of a sudden get self-righteous or we're better than others or whatever. Um, primarily at the end of the day, I'm not a white male American. Right. I, you know, I'm not a middle-aged, I can't believe I'm saying middle-aged, but I am. I'm not a middle-aged white male American. I am a Christ follower, right? Yeah. I am a redeemed child of God. That's where my identity has to be in. And when it's not in that, once again, this is one of those areas where you don't bring it in conformity to that, it's an open spot for the enemy attack. Absolutely. Um, and so we see this all the time in culture around us. We're seeing it right now where people's identity is too much Christians, I mean. Mm-hmm. You can't expect somebody who's not a Christian to have their uh, identity right. sorted out, right? You it doesn't know? make sense. Um, but where you'll see Christians that all of a sudden are really standing on these identities from other things that are very temporal and not on the things of the Lord – and not bringing that underneath those perfect pecs. And then, therefore, they get tripped up by the enemy a lot because of that. Um, so another one would be our wants, our consumptions, You know, the things that we want and desire. Um, yeah. We decide we want it. It's not necessarily what the Word says, and so we just kind of ignore it. Um, yeah. Money is one of these. Mm-hmm. Finances is a big, big, big one. Look, I, if I'm being very honest right now on the podcast, and I can do that because there's no audience in front of me physically. And so, <laughs> of course, you guys can reply and comment and stuff online, um, but you can't on this podcast right now. So um, as, a, as a pastor now for, oh, my gosh, 20-plus uh, years, um, since I was 19 and a half years old, a very long time, I can tell you that the – one of the main things I see with Christians is refusing to bring their finances and their money under the authority of what the scriptures say Um, Hmm. and being unwilling to serve God with a tithe or serve God with an offering or let's get away from that because people will disagree and you'll have a bunch of stuff to say because there's different beliefs or being good stewards of God's money. Um, and I'm not going to bring that underneath the conformity of the gospel and what the word says. And then, therefore, there's a whole lot of attacks in your life around money and finances. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people who are literally living in bondage and slavery to the almighty dollar. Um, and I think that that is because it's a clear place that the enemy can attack because it's not brought under conformity to the gospel. So the money is a really big one. And you know, I would push you with that. You know, I don't want to jump too far on that one because I feel like the Lord's saying, look, if you if you know that's you just now and you just got you know convicted, that's what the Holy Spirit does, by the way. Right? right. He, he convicts us and then convinces us 
to bring our lives in conformity to the gospel. If you felt like God's doing that in your life right now, don't feel like you, you know, you have to jump right into everything. You can, of course, but just start doing something that brings those finances and money into conformity mm-hmm. of what God says do with it. Just start doing that somehow or another. And I like to say to the church all the time, you know, if you think that we are about your money, because I happen to mention that just now, um, if you feel that way, then don't give to us. Right. All right. Pick another church that we didn't say that about and give to them. And I believe that God will still bless us because we taught you to bring your life into conformity to what the word says, yeah. even if it don't happen here. You know what I mean? So just, mm-hmm. but that's one of those areas. Um, and then <clears throat> another one would be our freedom and our rights goes mm-hmm. along a little bit with that identity piece. Um, that's a big hot button one right now oh, yeah. where, you know, I'm free to do this and these are my rights and we don't bring those into the conformity of the gospel. What we have to pay attention to with rights is that, you know, while I do believe there are basic human rights and all those things, um, and I do believe government is in place to preserve and protect the rights of the people, you've got to also remember that we are putting on the breastplate of righteousness from a Savior who laid down every right that he had, um, that he did not consider his equality with God as something to be used, but instead laid all of that down so that he could actually save us. He could bear our sin. And so... When it comes to being like Jesus molded into this breastplate of righteousness like Christ, it's going to involve dropping a lot of your rights. And if you hold on to those, they are just like a target that you are hanging out in the wind for the enemy to attack and to exploit and to tell you you're right. Hold on to those rights. Um, Whereas following Christ is more about laying those down for the sake of the gospel laying those down for the sake of other people. And we tend to want to hold on to those personal freedoms and rights instead of bringing them into the conformity of the gospel. Um, and, you know, politics is another one. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, politics is a big one. Um, you know, when when you're not bringing your politics underneath the righteousness of the, of the breastplate of righteousness of Jesus, you got a problem, and you're going to be attacked there. And you can kind of know if this is you. If you're walking around all the time obsessed with politics – Fox News or CNN or whichever way you roll is on all the time and you're constantly ticked off at everybody else around you and the government and the world all the time, then what's probably happening is, is you do not have that peace underneath the conformity of what the word says. And so you're putting way too much hope in your government. You're putting way too much hope in your political party, Mm -hmm. putting way too much hope in what is being said currently on whatever platform or whatever law is about to be passed or whatever. And that's not where your hope is supposed to be. And so you can kind of see that in your life right now. If, if, if you know, you're, you're poised for an attack from the enemy, if you are constantly focused on that, which it probably means it's outside of conformity to the obedience of the word. Yeah. Um, and so just check yourself on that. You know, I mean, I'm not saying anything to you on any of these examples, that I don't believe has been at some times in my life a personal struggle as well, right? We're all the same. And remember, this is the Messy Walk podcast. The qualification on the Messy Walk <laughs> podcast is that every single Christ follower has a messy, meandering walk with Jesus. Yep. Um, so we're not all together. And so me and Chloe are not sitting here telling you we got it all together. No, no, no. no. Matter of fact, <laughs> we, we, we talked this week. One of our plans is actually to get some people from different walks of life. Like we had um, Josh Krabs who is a missionary with Casas Por Cristo on a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. just to talk about his messy walk. 
we've talked through having people from different places, different yeah. walks of life, um, on the podcast talking about their messy walk. So I'm not saying that you know cool. we've yeah I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm not saying that we figured it all out. I'm saying that these are just some of those key common things that we all tend to do. And yeah. so what we want to do for a second before we close and wrap up in a few is um, just kind of take it personal, take it even more personal than me saying a bunch and saying, yeah, I struggle with them. Yeah. And we're going to put Chloe on the spot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was prepared for this. <laughs> She's prepared for this one. Yeah. And um, just have her like point out some areas in her life, Chloe, some areas in your life that you don't, personally bring into obedience right. right now so when we talked about it yesterday obviously there's multiple things for everybody like nobody ever like gets one thing fixed and then you got it all right and everything's under conformity to a lot of times there's perfect. one though that you can see yes right like yes this is like the immediate one that always yeah. comes to my mind um for me i struggle with anxiety a lot um and anxiety is not always a spiritual thing we talked about that it can be like a chemical thing too but for me personally it definitely i as far as I know, it is not a chemical thing. And for me, um, I definitely don't bring my thought life under, like, into obedience to Christ. And when I, like, like when I have anxiety, my thoughts will just start racing and racing and racing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I will build, like, this whole plot line in my head of how things are going to immediately just go so terrible. I'm always going, like, worst-case scenario, all this stuff. And instead of that, um, I mean, you brought up the verse when we talked about it, 2 Corinthians 10.5, talking about, um, taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. And that is that is a verse that I have clung to when like my thoughts have just been racing and I am spinning a little bit out of control. And then another one would be Philippians 4, 8, which is talking about like whatever is true and noble and right, like think about these things. Don't think about like, you know, all these other things that you know you shouldn't be thinking about. Um, and so those were like two things for me two verses for me that like I'm working to bring that into obedience to Christ, but it is but definitely like an everyday. Right yes. You no, know it's not in obedience. To yes. And it hasn't been for a long time. And I wasn't aware that it was like an obedience thing for a while. I was just like, well, this is just, I'm just a nervous person. But like, really it's actually, I kind of live in like, I've adapted to this habit, I guess. Of I think a lot of people yeah. can relate to that. You know, what's crazy is I was just talking about this verse with somebody. Um, and I'm not sure you'd have to test me. You'd have to check. But I'm pretty certain that that scripture that talks about taking those thoughts captive is right with the um, bringing uh, – let me think through it. I'm, I'm doing this on the fly. That's okay. Um, that we would um, be worshipful, so prayerful, and um, supplication, which is you know those specific requests to the Lord, specific requests in areas of time yes, of pain and the need. The Philippians one, is yes, that, yes, because yes, okay. I memorized like that whole section. So what's crazy about that verse, and I could be wrong about where this is, but I'm pretty sure that these are all connected. Is that we do all those things, and then Thanksgiving, right? And then what yeah. happens right after that? That follow up verse there is there is a peace that passes all understanding. Yep. Um, that's where we get to it. At. Yeah. So this, and, and it's a great picture. I mean, think about it. This idea that there is anxiety and anxious thoughts and all these things, and that we've got to grab those thoughts and make them captive to the gospel. It's the exact picture of this armor of God peace. Yeah. That we are taking it from being outside the breastplate of righteousness, and we are shoving that thing behind Jesus's righteousness, and I'm coming into obedience and conformity with who you are in the Word. Mm -hmm. And when we do that. You know, there is a peace that comes from being in prayer because of that, being in worship, um, being thankful. 
There's a peace that comes from that that you can't understand. Yep. And that's kind of what we're looking at with like you can almost picture anxiety in this way as being a nervousness you can't understand from the enemy. Mm-hmm. But it can be replaced by a peace that peace. you can't understand yep. from God. Yeah. And that on, it only seems to come from bringing these pieces of our lives that are out of obedience into obedience to the Lord. Yeah. And so like you I mean you were just saying that that's something that you struggle with that you know that a lot of times your thoughts are outside of what God's word says to do. Oh, absolutely. I was just doing it and literally last night. I was sitting in my room and I was like, my mind was racing. And I was like, this is the thing that we were going to talk about on the podcast tomorrow. And I'm doing it right now. Like, yeah, stuff like that. So, Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, and I think that it's accurate. You know, I, I think we should pay attention to those things when they pop up. It's just happening because it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just think about that idea of having something that's, that's outside of obedience to the word and not bringing it in and how yeah. it's an attack. And so it sounds like the enemy constantly exploits that. You know, that thought, that thing you said a minute ago, you said worst case scenario. Right? Always. Always. Always worst case scenario. So anything coming up, you analyze every situation that could possibly happen with it. Mm-hmm. And then that, of course, leads you to what's the worst one of those. Right. And then you end up focusing on the worst one. Yep. You know, what's funny is, is that that's definitely out of conformity to the word. Now, I do this too, by the way. So I'm an overthinker. <laughs> yeah. right? Overthinkers raise your hand, right? So a, we <laughs> raised ours. There's a bunch of people raising theirs in their car right now yeah. looking weird to the person beside you. But um, <laughs> I overthink it all. And I, and I also sinfully think that I can figure out what somebody else's reaction is going to be. Yeah. Or what the situation is going to entail, or what's yeah. going to happen next—that's sinfulness, right? That's mm-hmm. all. That right there is rooted in pride, because that means that you are arrogant enough to think that you know what somebody else is going to do, yep. right? <laughs> but that whole worst-case yeah. scenario thing—it's definitely out of conformity to God's word, because never in the word, never, ever, ever in the word does God's word say, "Believer." Focus and think about the worst case scenario here. Right. Prepare right? for it. I mean, Always. The, the only thing I can even point to that that would be in the word is when you are pushed to, hey, remember the end of days. Remember that there's a time coming. <laughs> remember that there's a reckoning. Remember that everybody's going to stand in account to God. Like right. that can, that, that's the only thing I can pull up. But you know, never is it. Hey, prayerfully go into God with prayer and consider the worst case scenario situation. That's Meditate on it. right. Meditate on the worst case scenario. There's no way. Matter of fact, what Scripture does is quite opposite. It's constantly pointing you back to, um, you know, be in prayer to God. Take those things to Him. Right. Yeah. Trust in His grace. Trust in His sovereignty. He's pushing you back to I love you and I have the best in mind for you and I am yes. I, and I am working things together for the good of those who love me. Right. right? And I'm working things together for you, even if it happens around you and it's bad, I am working it together for you to be more like Jesus. Yeah. What's that mean? That means that he is, what we should do in our word is know that no, he's working to make it to where all these things come in conformity under the breastplate of Christ's righteousness. And so everything in my being, everything in my core, think about what's behind the breastplate, my lungs, my heart, like all those important things, mm-hmm. they are behind what Jesus says what the word tells me to do. That's where the righteousness is. And so he's constantly pushing us to do the opposite of that. So it makes sense yeah. when we're not doing that, that the enemy's going to hurl those attacks. Yes. I actually like just for like a super quick example the other night, 
um, a lot of my overthinking happens when I'm about to go to sleep. Mm. It's like I'm laying there in bed and then I just start like spiraling. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like in my head, freaking out. And then as I was laying there, I, I just started praying. I was like, God, like I'm kind of spiraling here. And the verse that came to mind was one of the ones in Psalms that says, when I'm afraid, I'll put my trust in you. And I was like, okay, like, I, I, okay. I'm going to, so I was like actively like being like, God, I'm going to trust you with like this thing that's worrying me. And the next morning I got up and that was like the Bible verse of the day mm. on the Bible app. And I was like, wait a second, what? You <laughs> like, know, it's funny you brought that up. Um, cause we're talking really about the spiritual battle, right? That's mm-hmm. happening. You remember when we were, um, some of you may, um, you know, go to union or listen to the church sermons. You may not, it's okay if you don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, but it made me think of it. So when we were teaching through the Shema, um, when we were, we did a series called mom and thems, um, which was a bomb of us <laughs> title wise, but it was basically on family discipleship. We were talking through the Shema and the Shema talks about imparting the knowledge of God to the next generation and to your family. And it has this key piece about in the morning when I wake up and at night when I go to bed, mm-hmm. right? And I think that there's a reason for that because I think there's a lot of spiritual battles where the enemy decides to throw some darts in your life at the beginning of the day mm-hmm. and then before you go to sleep. Absolutely. Before you go to sleep. I agree. Yeah. And so he attacks so. those things right there at bedtime, you know, when you can't sleep. I mean, most of the time when you can't sleep, I mean, maybe some of you it's physical pain or it's can't get comfortable. But a lot of times, and most people I know, when you can't sleep, it's something that stressed. You, you're stressed. You're mm-hmm. something you're thinking on, something mental. And it's a perfect opportunity for the enemy to shoot those lies in at night. That's that spiritual battle, right? Yeah. And so um, it just kind of shows you the vulnerability that we have right. when anything's out of the bounds. Right. Right. So when anything's not brought into conformity. Absolutely. Um, I know we've said that statement over and over again, but my goodness, is it so powerful. It's so true. Because when I did, when I prayed the other night, I was like, God, I'm just going to trust you with this. Like, I experienced so much peace. And then going into the next day, like, I had that reminder when I woke up again. And I was like, that was totally you, God. Yeah, Thank like, you for that. You. And then, like, but I was at peace. I mean, like, obviously my life didn't, like, all fall together and yeah, everything's yeah, going perfectly right, for me right. for the past two days. But, like, It yeah. doesn't mean the enemy's not still hurling arrows. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that they're in something else. But it gives you something to hold on to. Like, yeah. it grounds you and... Um, keeps you safe it is just what we're kinda, talking about. Right, right, yes. right. It just shows you that there's a battle going on. And by the way, I have given you what you need. Yes. That's the big piece here that's going on in Ephesians. God has given us what we need to not just survive the battle, but to be victorious in the battle with the enemy yeah. because of Jesus. And all we've got to do is continue to put everything underneath in conformity to that. You know, yeah. that's what our you know that sanctification process, that churchy word – um, that that's all it's talking about. Sanctification, sanctification is this idea um, that you know we we're saved by Jesus, but we're still walking every day in this life. Like the messy walk, all that really is is a nice way to say sanctification process. Right. Um, and then we're bringing these. You know, we got all these issues, but God's cur- constantly making us through the work of the Holy Spirit in our life, making us more and more like Jesus, mm-hmm. all the way until we meet Him face to face. And so that process is really, that's all this is. It's just us bringing those pieces, you know, into that process every single day. And so it does not mean that there won't be other ones. Mm -hmm. There are other ones. There are other places and other spots and other things that are, there are other other love handles hanging out on the other side. Yes. Right. But when we bring those in, it's us being sanctified in the gospel and Mm -hmm. not just, not just fighting the battle, but victorious in it. 
because Jesus has been victorious in this battle. And so we can actually walk in those individual victories. Mm -hmm. That's what you saw, right? You saw an arrow fly in to a vulnerable spot Mm -hmm. that you you love handle was hanging out, right? Mm -hmm. And Chloe's very skinny, so it's very (laughs) odd to say that. But anyway, um, and, and, and he attacked it, and you said, hold up. Let me go back to the Lord. Let me bring that in conformity. My thoughts are racing. This is, can't be correct. This can't mm-hmm. be what I'm supposed to do right. as a Christ follower. So let me bring that about. And then the next morning, that night too, but then yeah. the next morning you start to see victory mm-hmm. right, in those ways. That's what we get to see in the sanctification process too. It's not just these constant stumblings, but it's also stumblings with victories as we bring this stuff into yeah. obedience to his word. Yeah. So everybody, as we close up, because um, Chloe's giving me the eye and the fingers to turn. Not the finger. <laughs> I'm just going to point up like two fingers. Like two fingers two for two minutes, minutes not yeah. the finger. Um, everybody just think about, once again, get that picture in your head of a Roman breastplate with the perfect abs of righteousness and know that um, Jesus has given that to you. You don't have to earn it, have it, figure it out. You're not going to anyway. Yeah. He has given that to you if you are his follower, his child, and if he's done that, then what other response do we have but to worship? Better way to say it. What other response do we have than to bring everything in our lives into conformity of what he's done for us? Absolutely. And step in and walk in that. Breastplate of righteousness is a huge, huge, huge piece in this spiritual battle. And like we said when we kicked off this idea, this spiritual warfare thing is the biggest blind spot in Christianity, I believe. Mm-hmm. I know it is in the Christians that I'm interacting with. I know it has been in my life. Um, It's starting to not be, but it's a huge, huge blind spot. And in conquering that and in addressing that blind spot, the breastplate of righteousness is massive. Yeah. Massive. And so if you want to walk in some victory today and you want to fight against the enemy who's going to attack you, don't worry, he is. Mm -hmm. Um, And the enemy's not your brother or your sister or your husband or your friend or your political rival. Um, Then... Bring everything in conformity to Jesus. Yeah. Put on his breastplate of righteousness. That will go a long way in this battle, right? Because it, ta- it changes your vulnerability. You're not as vulnerable if things are in the word yeah. um, and abiding by him and who he says and what he is and what he commands us to do. Because yeah. um, he's not just commanding us to do stuff just to do it, right? Yeah. It's bringing us into this righteousness. Yeah. So. That was fun. That was a good that podcast. Was a good one. That was I a good one. enjoyed this. Okay. So well, we got two people that like this podcast, but yeah. they're the two people that recorded it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully <laughs> we'll have a few more Maybe. after it airs. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us today for this conversation. I'm really enjoying this talk through spiritual warfare. It's and, been really good. Um, armor of God and stuff like that. Because a lot of times I just think of armor of God as like that thing that you learn in Sunday school. But this has made it more like real and actually like applicable. It's not just like in the the breastplate of righteousness. And you're like, I don't even know what that means. You just keep reading. Right. Um, So yeah, we hope you guys are enjoying this. um, And we're going to continue it um, next week or the next few weeks actually. So just keep tuning in. Every Wednesday we have new episodes. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Um, like I said, we're doing a giveaway that will end August 23rd. Spotify premium, yes, six months free. Yes, giving away Spotify premium to Spotify premium six month subscriptions. So definitely go check that out. Um, enter to win that. And we will see you guys One quick thing before week. we go, Chloe. Oh, yes. I wanted to tell everybody that um, I was talking to someone today who is a prayer warrior. And she speaks truth into my life. And 
She asks me constantly what we can be praying about, and when she says that, she, she's going to pray about it. She's going to fast about it. She's going to be before God. Um, and so I told her that what we're talking through is this right now on the podcast is this spiritual warfare issue. And um, she said, would you like me to pray for the people that are listening? And I was like, yes. Um, so I want you to know that on this, on this topic, not just some generalized prayer for the people right. listening, but on this topic, you're being prayed for right now as we speak um, for this battle that's going on in your life. And so cool. um, I think that's really neat. So wow. we're going to leave you with that encouragement yes, today as we you're being prayed out. for. Absolutely. All Not right. just a podcast, no. right? It's a family. We're yes. a family. We're all in the family of God. We're all in this walk together. So Absolutely. We're thanks learning for listening. as we go. Yeah. We're glad that you're here and we're thankful for you. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will talk with you again next See week. See you next week. Yep. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.